Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome inside Good Morning Football, presented by Rocket Mortgage, live in New York City. Monday, the final day in July, which means we are inching closer to football season. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That is Kyle Brandt or A.J. Brown and the Kelly Green there, Jason McCourty as well in the human joystick yes. Dante Hall shirt, which is great because the human joystick is here. Hey. Dante Hall, what's up? What's going on, guys? Time for the blood. Let's zag to a team that hopes they're right there at the end. I mean, every team does, let's be honest, but on Friday. Broncos head coach Sean Payton acknowledged that he had, quote, his Fox hat on and not his coaching hat when he called Nathaniel Hackett's time in Denver, quote, one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL, end quote. Payton's regrets, however, did not seem to impress Hackett's current quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. When our very own Peter Schrager caught up with Rodgers yesterday, here is his take on Payton's words. Yeah, I love Nathaniel Hackett, and those comments were very surprising. For a coach to do that to another coach, my love for Hack goes deep. You know, we had some great years together in Green Bay. Kept in touch. Love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad. And on the field, you know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. His approach to it, how he makes it fun, how he cares about the guys, just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And it made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Oh, <laughs> just every time you hear it, yeah. it's really no. profound. Because he was going and going, and then to stick the landing on that specific 
direct Will Smith quote is mm-hmm. a, a beautiful mm-hmm. thing for us here at the mm-hmm. table. Just a reminder, yeah. the New York Jets traveled to Denver to take on the Broncos in week five, which kind of was a week you weren't expecting to look ahead to, but here we are. Here comes the pressure cooker test. Who is under the most pressure to deliver in 2023 as a whole? Yeah. Is it Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett, a pairing we've seen before, or is it the newfound Sean Payton and Russell Wilson pairing, Kyle? I think my answer changed three or four days ago to the Broncos. I think it would have been the Jets. And in light of this, like this kind of changes the media narrative in a certain sense. Because here's the thing. If Peyton did this, or so we think, to put the target on himself and to exonerate Ross, and all that's fine. So what happens if he's not good this year? Then what is it? Because you have the perfect coach. You have this and you have that. And you had your warm-up year. Now it, the Peyton thing almost put more pressure on Russ because now all the excuses are back. And it wasn't a Hackett thing. Hackett was the one who was taking all the scuds where he didn't know what he was doing. Maybe it was even right. So Russ better be good this year. We, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a, a good football player. He always is. We're not going to have some year where he just implodes and falls on his face. I think the Russell thing is really, really big now. We still haven't really heard from him on this whole affair. Peyton now has massive pressure. You really can't lose that Jets game. You certainly can't lose it 38-13. to That Denver team hasn't been anything in years. You know, the Jets were pretty good last year. They really were. Mm-hmm. Denver hasn't been good since Peyton was gone. And now this is the year. I think it's Russ and Peyton, and I think they have more pressure on them now than they did just a few days ago. I went back and forth on this one because the Jets, you think about it, you're like the Jets possibly, Ryan Leaf was in here last week and talked about the Jets have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But if you go, if the Jets fall a little bit short, it'll be like, all right, Rodgers signed this two-year deal. Hey, we made improvements. He's back next year. We'll figure out how to take the next step. Kyle, to your point, for the Denver Broncos, Sean Payne comes out and he mentions the word playoffs. He expects this team to be in the playoffs. All offseason was where was Sean Payne going to go? So there was already pressure because whatever organization he decided to go to, he was going in as the savior to bring this organization back to dominance. He chooses the Denver Broncos. And then in those statements he made, if it doesn't pan out and Russ isn't the guy, with the money you've paid him, Aaron Rodgers will be back next year. Is, will Russ be back? Like, mm-hmm. at that point then, if it doesn't pan out, is it a Sean Payton thing? Does he say, all right, now I, I need to go get my own quarterback, a guy that oh, I'm bringing man. in, that I'm saying is the savior to do it? Because everybody else has already messed this thing up to the point where it wasn't able to be rescued. So to me, you come out and you make those comments, whether it was his Fox hat or his Denver Broncos hat, you now have placed a target not only on his back, not only on Russ's back, but the entire organization. The defense has to play well. Everybody's going to be expecting to Denver Broncos now to step up because they have a real coach. It was embarrassing last season, Mm -hmm. and now Sean Payton is their Super Bowl champion and offensive mastermind to bring this thing back. So to me, it is Sean Payton and Russell Wilson because they have to be able to step up and show that this thing can actually be accomplished. Wow, you guys make compelling arguments. Mm -hmm. Get in here. I almost want to switch my answer, but I'm going to stick to the script. All right, I think it's Rodgers and Hackett. Yeah. And the reason I say that, I think the scenario is the same that uh, Russell Wilson found himself in last year. Everyone felt like the Denver Broncos just needed a quarterback, right? Yeah. And they they were counting on him to be a savior. I look at the Jets. It's the same scenario. Everyone knows the Jets had a top-five defense last year. Now, they had a little luck. They played some subpar quarterbacks. Everyone remained healthy. But I think, all in all, they're going to have a great defense returning. You have weapons galore. You got Garrett Wilson, Miko Hardeman, uh, Alan Lazard. 
You're probably going to have one of the most dynamic uh, uh, running back groups if you sign Davin Cook. I just think everyone feels like the Jets have enough talent, has a team that can win a championship. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone is looking at the Denver Broncos as a championship contender. So with that said, I feel like the pressure is on Rodgers and Hackett to get it done because of expectations for the entire team. Yeah. If, if the Broncos go 7-10 and 10 this yep. year, that's frustrating. That's not what they want. If the Jets go 7-10, and 10, it's like, what, what are we doing? Exactly. You're right. But it would be the same as they did last year. You're right. So that's an e that is a parallel, and that would be disappointing. But I, I, you know, we hear from coaches, players, whoever. It's hard to win a game. Broncos they won five games last year, four of which were under Hackett. There were te five teams that were worse than the Broncos. If I were Sean Payton, I'd be careful. It is hard to win a game in your division. You have these Super Bowl champions, mm -hmm. which you have to play twice a year. You have a quarterback in Justin Herbert that just got money and commitment from his team in your division, and you have to play the NFC North, which now we're building teams up in the north where mm. your opponents this year are no slouch yeah. you are not that far away from potentially only being able to win five games a season it's hard to win a game mm -hmm. put five together and if you are even close to that number the, the criticism that is going to get rained down on Sean Payton it's amazing to me how much we focused on Russell Wilson last year and he is no part of this conversation I've almost like eliminated him until he re-emerges to me on the scene it's like yeah. this is a Sean Payton problem not really a Russell Wilson mm. problem this has now, I mean, it's for sure for me, the Broncos. It might be. I also think to that point, the Sean Payton to Denver thing was very exciting mm -hmm. and energetic. Now it's totally different. Now it's start he one and himself two. into the villain. Yeah. I mean, he put the black hat on. Exactly. And if that's what he wanted, then he has it. But now that it's been a few days, really time to think about this. If he had taken shots at someone who's been around and is maybe a made guy like he is, take your pick. It could be Mike McCarthy. It could be John Harbaugh. That's just trash talk, yeah. and oh my God, I can't believe you said it. To do it to Nathaniel Hackett, who seemed like a really good guy who was in over his head as head coach, fine. To talk about things that happened 10 months ago, it just seems like cruel, gratuitous, almost bullying. Like, what did Nathaniel Hackett ever do? He even says, I don't know Hackett, and just teeing <laughs> off on him. That's why, and I was reading Peter King's column this morning that he was talking to different coaches, and they said, Peyton broke the code. Like, yeah. you don't talk yeah. like that, specifically about someone who never harmed anyone. His biggest foul was he wasn't ready to be a head coach. It just feel like he was punching way down in weight class, and that's why this is going to follow him, and that's why I already think Sean Payton has his critics and his enemies for a lot of reasons. Yeah. So if they do flounder, like, they're going to roast him. And yeah. I think he knows that. So come out strong, coach, because they're, they're ready for you if you start 0-2. We started to get in on this in the first hour of the show, which is how Russell Wilson feels about all this. Now that we've yeah. sat on this for an hour and talked more about it, Jay, I'm curious uh, your take. If your coach is going out there and going to bat for you, and uh, part of me thinks, is Russell Wilson just be like, Coach, like, don't please don't do that. Like, I don't need you to do that because the game talks. You don't have to on July 30th. It's funny. I talked to a, a guy that's retired now, but he was drafted by the Saints. He played for Sean Payton, and the way he described it was Sean Payton doesn't give a bleep about what anyone has to say, but he's one hell of a coach. And I think to that mm. point for Russ – you got to kind of get used to it. I think Sean Payton is a coach where he's accomplished so much, and he's at the point of his career where he may not, I don't want to say care, but he may be saying these things and making you feel a certain type of way on purpose to see what he can pull out of you. At the same time, if I'm Russell Wilson, I think Kyle made the point earlier where, all right, this article comes out and Sean Payton's talking about how bad Nathaniel Hackett is. For as much as Russ has accomplished in his career and from a, a third-round draft pick to become a Super Bowl champion, the big career, the big contract and all of those things, 
you're self-motivated and you're not afraid to look in the mirror. So I think for Russ, as you hear everything that's going on around you and Hack's getting the blame and the parents are getting the blame for allowing you to do these things, you take some of that responsibility on yourself. As poor as he said the offensive line was and everybody else, yeah. Russ has to be looking at it like, hey, some of the blame goes on me. I could have done this better. I could have made a better decision on this. So I think if I'm him, I'm just refining my game at this point, focusing on my craft and trying to block out everything. You remember last year at training camp, what? we talked about how everybody was starstruck yeah. when Russ was there. Yeah. We had the Bronco country, let's ride. Yeah. All of these different things that were transpiring. This year for Russ has been quiet. Like, he's just at practice. No one's talking about it. The camera's not following him. And maybe that was the intention of Sean Payton. If it was, he got it. But if I'm Russ, it's just like it's all football at this point. Mm -hmm. Talk about what you want to talk about. I haven't seen Russ's re response to the Peyton mm -mm. thing. Take your pick. Make your prediction. What do you think he's going to say when asked about Peyton's comments? How does Russ handle this? Very know? bland. I think at For this sure. point it's you know what, Hackett was here. He gave it his best shot. I have a lot of respect for Nathaniel Hackett and the hours and the energy that he put in. Right now, I'm just focused on the future, and I'm moving forward. I'm excited that yeah. Sean Payton's here and what he can do with this offense. And let's ride. And yeah. Finish it off. Broncos yeah, country. Let's, let's ride. Walk off. Russ has to be milk on a heartburn at this point. Is he still like going with the let's ride? I don't think. No, I, mean, I, he needs I haven't to heard it. I don't think so. I haven't heard it. I'm just going with everything you said. Why does he need to drop that, D-Hole? Because it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> It's done. done. That's done. Never. Done. All right, I got gotcha. you. Oh, I don't know if he's yeah. dropping that. He likes that. Yeah. What do you think, Quick? Same thing. Same thing, just, Bland. You know, I'm just here to get better, and yeah. I mean, Coach yeah. Payton, I have his back, you know, the Broncos country, let's ride. And I, I typically don't look for that from the athletes. Yeah. I, in this case, it's probably the right move. It's imperative. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Russ is not going to come back and fire back at Rodgers. No, no. A, that's not a good move. B, that's not how he's wired. Yep. Just get through it and move on, and then we'll see you in about six, seven weeks when they play. Exactly. Uh, this Thursday, we'll have to wait for week five, that Broncos-Jets matchup. But we get real football on Thursday. The Browns take on the Jets in Canton, Ohio. Wow. We'll get our first look at two teams. You know, the Browns have flown under the radar. Another yeah. one this offseason. The Jets, pretty much the exact opposite when it comes to storylines. The, the Hall of Fame game broadcast presented by Verizon. It kicks off Thursday on NBC. 8 p.m. Eastern. There's a game on Thursday. The There's a game That's on unbelievable. Thursday. That's unbelievable. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now.
View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. McCaffrey did not miss a beat last year when he landed uh, in San Francisco from Carolina. If you remember, it was late October. Uh, it was after week six. He hit the ground running, catching, and nearly found himself playing in Super Bowl 57. Yesterday, mm. McCaffrey spoke with our own Omar Ruiz about how great it is to have a full offseason with the Niners. I think it's just building off of, you know, getting a full off season of really understanding not just the plays, but understanding why they're calling it. Working together with everybody, it's such a fun team to play for because of that. You know, you got great minds coaching it, calling plays, and you got great players who, you know, do so much more than, than just with the ball in their hands. So for me, it's just about capitalizing on, on all the plays. And like you said, it was a great experience being able to learn from scratch uh, in the off season instead of having to jump in uh, week six. So I'm excited. They should be excited because Christian McCaffrey is an absolute get last October, and the 49ers hopefully are just going to excel in advance. Brock Purdy, though, getting a full offseason preparing as a 49ers starter, of course, after surgery, quite different from his experience a year ago when Purdy stepped in to the quarterback one role after Jimmy Garoppolo's injury, and that was after the Trey Lance injury. <laughs> the 49ers, they did not skip a beat somehow offensively last season. Should we expect the same late-season Brock Purdy product mm. starting week one when the mm. Niners take Take on the Steelers in Pittsburgh, Kyle, mm. that we saw in December. I hope so. It would be unbelievable. Yeah. It, some guys just have it. Mm. And we see it every once in a while. Even a quarterback, even the one that was as green as he was, even one as drafted as late as he was, they get on the field and they can just ball. And it doesn't go with any of the draft prognostications or anything. When you put them on the field, they play. And I was thinking about Brock Purdy. He reminds me, like, what is the comp? It reminds me of, this might be a strange one, Tony Romo back in, like, 06 was an undrafted guy who was on the Bill Parcells Cowboys team. He just came out and could just play. And he was a little bit of ad-libbing, a little bit of athleticism. And you're like, who is this guy? He's a sensation. Is he going to take over for Pars for uh, Drew Bledsoe? Yeah, he did for a long, long time. And this is kind of like Brock Purdy. Now, Brock's probably a better athlete than Purdy. But we kept waiting after one game. And then after two games, I'm talking about with Purdy, and then three games, we're like, at some point, this is going to come down to a crashing, mm -hmm. flaming train wreck. It never did until he got injured. So we're at a point where if he starts week one and TJ Watts over there and Purdy goes and wins again, it's it's like the natural. You just have it for mm -hmm. some reason. I mean, another guy, Russell Wilson, yeah. the second he was on the field, he was a baller. 
unbelievable. And no one thought a ton of him. He's a third-round pick. Brock Purdy has a little bit of that where I get out there and I'm just calm and I got this. So if he starts the season again, I think he can. I really do think that he, we may have found something deep, deep, deep in the draft who just can play, and it's really special. I love the Tony Romo comp because it was just like Romo got in there and it wasn't like you could just point your finger on exactly why it wasn't just Josh Allen Cannon yes. or this one attribute it was like this is what it was just he had the it factor and got out there and did it and everything is telling me for Brock Purdy this guy ends the season with an injury that causes him to have surgery so by week one it's just like there's no way Purdy's going to be able to go out there and just pick up where he left off but at the other end it's just like this is Brock Purdy as soon as he got in there and it's crazy you're saying it as if he's Tom Brady he just shows up I know. but as soon as he got in the lineup he just made plays and the last segment we talked about we finished the hour of me and Dante all talking about moments where we felt like we just had it Brock Purdy was wearing number 14 in the preseason. Mm -hmm. He shared that number with a safety, Leon O'Neal, no who had the same exact number on the other side. Great. Keyshawn Johnson, not the Keyshawn Johnson, wore number 13, so he couldn't rock that number in the preseason. And here it is. He gets in there, and we see this guy just going out dominating week after week for a 49ers team that came this close to playing in the Super Bowl. So I got to believe it. Brock Purdy, 6'1", not tall in statue, not this Madden made-up created player at the quarterback position. Seems like your everyday superstar, a little bit of like a Steph Curry feel yeah. to it. He's in there. He's very humble the way he goes about his business, but he has the it factor. So I don't know if he picks up exactly where he left off, but I have no reason to doubt anything that Brock Purdy does when he steps foot on the football field. I agree with you both. You do? I love the comp to Tony Romo. That's your error. I, I agree with you, and I love, I agree, I think he has the it factor. But the question was, will he, week one, be the Brock Purdy that we saw at the end? Mm. I think not. Okay. And the reason I say that, when they thrusted Brock Purdy into the starting lineup, you gotta understand, he was a third string quarterback. Yep. What does that mean? You're getting a ton of reps. Mm. You're in your groove, you're in mid-season form. You're in the groove of the game. You don't have this significant injury that he just suffered, right? So now you come back, not only are you going to be on a pitch count in practice, you're going to be on a pitch count probably in the preseason, yeah. so you're not going to be in the groove week one, and now you have to get over this mental hurdle Good of point. this injury because you point. will not be hit mm -hmm. or touched mm -hmm. until week one. So week one, will he be Brock Purdy? Mm -hmm. I don't think so, but I think by week three or four, he returns to the Brock Purdy and the it factor, the Tony Romo style, and he plays up to what we have come to recognize. Why would it take him three or four weeks when it took him like a minute to do it last December? Okay, so let's let's all go back. You close your eyes and remember what was happening. Mm -hmm. Week 13, Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, and Brock Purdy comes in. Now, Robbie Gould hit like four field goals in that game against the Dolphins, so it wasn't Purdy's first start, but he came in, and you're like, all right, fine. They were up. Gould was carrying it with his leg. They beat the Dolphins. And then everyone looks at the next schedule and you're like, holy hell, mm. Brock Purdy has to go up against Tom Brady, uh, yeah. the hometown uh, boy, yeah. and come yeah. into San Francisco, yeah. the mm -hmm. Bay Area. And what did Brock Purdy do? He became the only quarterback in his first start to take down Tom Brady. Yeah. I know Kyle's going to roll his eyes at this. Why? David Goliath. Seriously, that's what it was. Why? He was Why just a little, because it's a cliche. It's a cliche. <laughs> Jeez, He's Jamie. like a little, little. Oh, you, you, don't, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm t dipping my toe in the uh, cliches. <laughs> it's true. He was Brock Purdy. And I, we're like, this isn't going to go well. Look at this. Seven other guys tried. First, it was Josh McCown back in 2002. And all the way up to Trace McSorley tried cool. it again with the Cardinals in 2022. And Purdy's the only one to do it. He
he looked so unfazed. You guys remember he went up to his family and yeah. greeted him after the game? He could have been playing against who, some other Big 12 quarterback at Texas when he was playing at Iowa State. He did not care that it was Tom Brady. Yet, that is the product that we got. I, I think he is right there as long as his mental state remains untouched because whoever that quarterback was we saw in December, as long as he hasn't gotten over his skis or they too, you know, spread too thin, which I don't think he has because we haven't seen him this offseason. It's not like he's doing X, Y, and Z appearance. I think we're going to get the same guy. We'll week one, you think that? I mm. think. Week one. Wow. As long uh, as he has that slingshot with the rock that David a, had to go against Goliath. Aim, you know, yeah. he, hurt, he hurt the thing and the David and Goliath thing. Yeah. So he has to repair that. That was an unbelievable backhand to me. I like a David and Goliath comparison. <laughs> I got you, Jamie. No, because the inside baseball is that Two segments from now, right. I will be like, oh, these cliches that we always hear on sports, uh, and then he'll just uh, sure. reference David and Goliath. Sure. Like, yo, I did that 13 minutes I ago. I like the Bible, though. That's <laughs> cool, right? David. I'm into it, sure. Why not? Cool. It's the good Didn't book. Didn't you pick yes. biblical brothers as one of your favorite brothers? Love them. Yeah, absolutely. Cain and, and Abel. 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 Yes, I remember that. Um, I did. Oh, my God. Dante, did you ever have a major injury? Because to the point you just made with Brock Purdy coming back, did you ever have an injury that now you had to step back on the field and get used to being in that element? Yeah, I had a high ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing Patrick Mahomes dealt with last year. And um, I just remember, I just it took me a while to get in-game and feel comfortable to make that hard dead leg or a hard juke. Mm -hmm. And I just think when you're injured, you definitely have a mental hurdle to get back. I'm sure you dealt with something like no that. No doubt about it. Uh, surgery of plenty, and it does take a little while. Right. And I think the point you made in the, the kind of parallels where y'all are saying, like, hey, week one, he's ready. And to your point, Brock Purdy last year, you think about the preseason, he's playing in every preseason game. He's getting a ton of snaps because Garoppolo wasn't out there for a lot of training camp. Mm -hmm. And then as the season's rolling yeah. around, he could be taking all of the scout team reps on the other side. And to your point, now he may be a day of training camp, then a day two off days or two on, days yeah. on, two days off. To that point, he may not get as many reps. But now, year two, you actually have the experience. So you know what to expect when you walk in there. So it'll be very interesting to see for Brock Purdy from a mental standpoint, yeah. last year you're just trying to make the yeah. team. Yeah, mm -hmm. what, what trumps yeah. the mental uh, stability or you yeah. know your confidence? This year you're the guy. Like we're yeah, waiting for exactly. you to come back like and be the leader of the pack. Where last year you're just trying to get in where you fit in. Oh, I think he can be the guy for sure. Mm -hmm. I just don't think we won. Man. But I think once you mm -hmm. get in, he gets back into the groove of San Francisco, we'll be a formidable. Well, it's like they're sure. in the Garden of Eden, you know, and the injuries <laughs> are the apple, and you don't want to bite the apple, right? And you have the snake, and like that's that's the forbidden how I fruit. Like, the forbidden yeah, fruit, right? Who is the forbidden? fruit there. Me, I was going to lay one more cliche and put another dollar in the jar and I think I will. You know, every start, every backup says you have to prepare like you're the starter and that's what Brock Purdy did. So there is the, the last cliche, sports TV cliche and I'm going to see myself out in about 48 <laughs> minutes. So did you know that Brock Purdy was Mr. Relevant? That, that, that he was the last person drafted. It's incredible. You are the one that said Football we were not allowed back. to call him that. I know. Uh, you want to read this? No. Okay, football is back. And NFL does every preseason game. Last year, you saw Brock Purdy playing in all of those. This year, who knows? Uh, we highlight 30, 23 live games, and your team is back in action. It's time for football, people. NFL preseason, August 10th to the 26th on NFL Network. First game, live game, Thursday night in Kenton, Ohio. But still coming up on our show. Bryce Young has already been named the starter in Carolina. How can the rookie handle the expectations of being the guy? You know, because where he came from in college, he didn't feel that pressure whatsoever. We're going to get a live update from Panthers camp later on. Plus, the training camp coverage does not stop there. It never stops. We're checking out Tua and the Dolphins. We're going live to Dolphins camp from Miami next. Don't go anywhere.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. I think I've done all that I could this offseason to prepare, to train for things that could happen, could come up during the season. Unfortunately, that's not always the case. As much as you prepare, there's freak accidents that could still happen and things like that. So I would tell you, I I feel 100%, feel very confident in knowing that my preparation this offseason is going to help me going into this season as far as injuries are concerned. Tua is, of course, referencing the jujitsu that we have learned. Sure. He has been working on this offseason to help him fall. A lot of movement with jujitsu, something this group down in Miami is not going to participate in whatsoever during their training camp because it is allegedly hot, if you ask Mike Robb. Time for Built for Success, presented right. by Rocket Mortgage. That's Rhett Lewis, Michael Robinson, and Cameron Wolf. Uh, they are in the heat. They are going to ask us to move this next report. We talked to them again to an IV station because they are dehydrated mm-hmm. in the Miami sun. Guys, oh. what's up with the latest from Dolphins Fair. camp? Great to be here with you guys and to talk some Dolphins here. We heard from Tua right there. Obviously, health is number one because we've seen when healthy, there's enough talent and there is enough enough fit within this system to be successful. But, Cam, I'm, I'm kind of curious since you've been here a lot already. How do you judge the confidence level that now – 
Tua Tungavailoa has year two with Mike McDaniel, and, and have we seen that kind of transpire out on the field with some of these highlights in camp? Yeah, Rhett, this is fourth year for Tua in the NFL. I tell you what, talking with him over the last week, this is the most comfortable and confident I've heard him yeah. throughout his career. And look, it's rough year for him last year towards the end with the injuries, sure. but he's come back a different player. He's added a lot of muscle. I'm told eight to ten pounds of muscle he's added, trying the jujitsu as you mentioned, and also trying out a new helmet. And but the reality is we won't know if he stays healthy until the end of the year. What we do know is when he was on the field last year, he was one of the best quarterbacks in football. Led the NFL in passer rating, and that was just year one in Mike McDaniel's offense. We talked to him earlier this week. He said it was a foreign language for Tua last year. Right. Now he owns that language. And so Mike McDaniel just talked about how confidence breeds to everyone else. He walks around a little bit different. He walked to the, to the tent to, with us yesterday. He had a little strut about him. He's got a family, a son, another kid coming up. So you see him growing into his own, and it's translating there on the field. He had a really nice few passes yesterday and a good day for the offense. Deep ball to Tyreek, deep ball to Waddle. Yeah. Dolphins fans starting off real smooth out here. Yeah, and, I, and you see a lot of growth from Tua, especially from the, the first year he was playing and, and then go, coming into last year. Uh, you talk about those deep passes, Cam. That's one question I had going into last year, and hell, he was one of the tops in the he National Football yeah, League absolutely. at completing deep passes down the football field. But this offense is different when Tua on the football field. He has to stay healthy, guys. I mean, he really does. I mean, the top pass rating in the National Football League, you can understand that he, he, he takes mental pictures of every defense and understands exactly what hole to throw the football into. Um, and I, th I think this team has done a great job of loading him with weapons around him. But again, I have to go back. It's all about the health, man. If he's healthy, I think the Miami Dolphins have a chance. Yeah, and I'm saying that as president of Bills Mafia, guys. It wow. scares me when Tua is healthy. I'm I can just see the yells see? from Bills Mafia. Yes. Like, yeah. They can win what? <laughs> they can, you man. I'm just saying. I know I am, but I mean, I'm about to see Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle out here. It's a lot of speed. You talk about A-Chain, too, on this offense. Yeah. It's a lot of speed on this offense. And Tua, he has the anticipation. He has the timing to get the ball to him. Yeah, and, and look, in one of those connections, Tua to Tyreek uh, is something we'll continue to watch, especially when on the other side of Tyreek is Eli Apple. Yes. Yeah. First practice yesterday as a Miami Dolphin. I know you got to, he was taking advantage a little bit of, of some of our setup here and some yes. of the fans just to kind of continue to get acclimated and get out of the seat a little bit. But what have been the early returns, Cam, uh, on Eli getting in here, getting in with this this defense and trying to help build that depth with Jalen with uh, Jalen Ramsey out? Yeah, Rhett, you mentioned the heat out here. Yeah. Eli Apple's first practice was yesterday. We're here for Back Together weekend. After practice, he finds his way into the tent and is looking at these fans. He's like, hey, man, I'm not a mean to intrude. I just need a little bit of this <laughs> air. And I'm like, I, I mean, understand. Cool air, yeah. You don't have to explain yourself at all to me. <laughs> Get as much fan work as you can. We're talking about his growing up. He spent like five minutes over here yeah. soaking yeah. up this air. But in reality, it's going to be fun out here in yeah. training camp practices. If you guys remember, Eli Apple and Tyreek Hill have a little bit of a history. Back two years ago, Cincinnati Bengals and Kansas City Chiefs, they had a play towards the end of the half where Eli Apple slams them to the ground. Last year, Tyreek Hill sends a message out says I owe you boy to, uh -oh. to Eli Apple before their game. They say that's just Twitter beef though. Exactly. That's just All social media. Now, right? Social media is not now. real beef. It's, it's, that's, yeah, okay. that's what they said. Right. So Mike McDaniel actually called Tyreek before they signed Eli Apple. <laughs> and, 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 yes. Uh, Tyreek yeah. said it's all Tyreek, good. Uh, Tyreek, Tyreek said it's all good. Uh, personnel decisions now too. <laughs> yeah. huh? Just hey. to make sure. He okay. said hey we're not we're not gonna have no Andre Johnson, <laughs> Corlin Finnegan situations out oh, here, right? And and no, they're gonna be all good, but there will be trash talk here on the field. And so they need Eli Apple 
able to step up, but they also have young players like Cater Kohu, Cam Smith, uh, that they believe are ready to step up and fill that role with Jalen Ramsey going to be gone for at least most of the season. And again, with it being so hot out here, guys, uh, you need that little added juice, man, yes. to get the motivation, to get to get to get all the yeah. competition going out here. So, yeah. man, it's pretty cool. Definitely. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about the new head coaches uh, in this league this year. Obviously, Mike McDaniel last year was part of that group, but he brings in a new defensive coordinator, which, you know, could rival any of those head coaching hires for importance and impact with Vic Fangio coming in here, considering the success that he's had in this league. Mike, just your thought on what a, a veteran presence leading this defense could mean for a team like this. And then, Cam, love to get your thoughts on maybe some of these guys that might really benefit from Vic's system. Well, let me tell you something, guys. Vic Fangio was a defense coordinator of San Francisco 49ers when I played. Yeah. Uh, not for the Niners. I was with the Seattle Seahawks. So right. I know a little bit about going up against Vic <laughs> yeah. Fangio's yeah. scheme, right? And he does something very critical um, on the defensive line. First of all, he attacks protections, yeah. right? Oftentimes, the offense is attacking the defense, mm -hmm. so the defense is kind of responding. No, not a Vic Fangio defense. He's going to free up rushers. He's going to do some things up front to force the offense to hold extra guys into protection so they're not going out downfield, right? So they run a base 3-4, right? And so you have a five technique, which is a D tackle next to a defensive, I mean, next to a pass rusher, Bradley Chubb or something sure. like that. Or Jalen Phillips. Yo, yeah, Jalen Phillips. That five technique goes down, I don't know, maybe a foot down to over the guard, it totally messes up the blocking scheme for the offense. Those are the types of games that Vic Fangio likes to play with opposing offenses. And again, yeah. president of the Bills Mafia, <laughs> man, this don't look good <laughs> for the Bills, hey. man. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, and Rob, you're right on the money. You've seen those defenses. Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting watching them so far in camp is the complexity within yeah. the defense. Every time you see a Vic Vangio scheme, it looks the same pre-snap, but then once you snap, it's something different. And so they're learning it, but there's also an element where we can confuse offenses. I've seen it in practice. A couple days ago, they had a practice where they had double-digit sacks on the offense, bringing up some what? pressure. And so you're, you're seeing an element. This is, a, this is a Dolphins defense that was bottom seven last year. They were underachievers. There were some people in that locker room who talked to me about, hey, our scheme's a little too simple. We're blitzing all the time. We're playing too much man coverage. You're not going to have to worry about that with Vic Vangio's defense. And, Rhett, to answer your yeah. initial question, I'm eager to see what his impact is on these defensive backs. Yeah. And I know we talk a lot about the corners, but I want to see Javon Holland within this yeah, defense. Baller, he is a baller. a baller. He's a guy you talk to people around the league, and they say this year he can establish himself as one of the clear best safeties in football. He's a guy who always wants to know the why. He's an intelligent player. Vic Vangio loves him already. Yeah. He's been a guy who's, who's made safety stars, and I think that that's the next level for Javon. Holland that's really that back end of the defense. He can do everything as far as moving up and down and, and free safety, uh, but I think that yeah. he could next reach that next level with Vangio, and we've already seen elements of that so far in training camp. Uh, that's great, uh, and those are some of the things that we're going to be watching here when the Dolphins hit the practice field just before 11 a.m. Eastern time. That'll be right into our first hour of Inside Training Camp live coverage. Cam's going to chat with Cater Kohu later today. We're going to sit down, Mike Robb and I, with uh, Xavier Howard and with Jalen Waddell, so look forward to those interviews and joining you guys uh, Inside Training Camp Live, Jamie. Sarah Walsh and Mark Ross are at Panthers Camp. We just left the guys to de-ice in Miami. Sarah, Mark, the latest from Panthers Camp. The latest being that Andy Dalton is on the roster there. Kyle Brandt, absolutely surprised, yeah. pleasantly surprised Forgot. to see Andy Dalton on the roster. What else do we need to know? Well, what you need to know is that um, they're not messing around here. Obviously, Bryce Young is the guy, and I sort of love that they wasted no time. Like, there's no battle. Let's see how he does in preseason. And, and what? nope, he's the guy. Like, we're not, we're not, you know, hiding anything from anyone. So I sort of love that, Mark Ross. 
And then there's obviously so many questions, right, about the expectations and how does he handle them. But I always think that's an interesting question when a guy comes from a program like Alabama because the expectations on a Bryce Young at Alabama were just as high. I mean, they're expected to win every game. They're expected to win a national championship every year. So how do those translate to the NFL? Well, being a part of scouting departments for 20-plus years, we always looked at schools that players came from and also not just their colleges but their high school programs and really their pedigree since they started playing football. And you don't get at more of a higher level than what Bryce Young has done. All this young man has known is winning, and whenever he steps on a football field, he's by far the best. So he's built for this, as he like to say. He's built for this moment, and that's what I loved about Bryce Young throughout the scouting process is that none of this will phase him. And not just not phase him, but he's going to own it and control everything around what's happening with him, and this will be his chance to shine and star like he's always done. And when you talk to people that are involved with the Panthers right now, he's been doing that already. It's it's just been, yeah, this, this kid gets it. He understands not just on the field, but off the field with the community. All of that is nothing new to him and nothing phases him. And that's what you have to love. And that's why there's so much excitement the transcendent talent, but also being a transcendent person off the field, much like when I was in New York with Eli Manning. He was built for that media. He was built for that market. In Philly, had Donovan McNabb. Donovan was built for that. Bryce Young is built for this. Okay, so we, we know that he's a kid that can under, understand the expectations and handle them, right? What is the biggest adjustment for him going to be? And and we know everyone has looked at the size. I know I've been on GMFB and we put up the picture of him talking to the lineman and it, it's jarring when you see it. What will be the biggest adjustment for him? Well, he's, he is small, but he's always been small. So this is what he does. And when you watched him play at Alabama, the size never showed up. When you scout players, you say they all have strengths and weaknesses. Do their weaknesses show up on film? And it never showed up for Bryce Young. The exciting thing about this Panthers team is they have a lot of talent. This is not just Bryce Young going there and save the team. They have a lot of talent at every single position group. Offensive line, Icky Guanu, Adam Thielen coming there and help us out. Hayden Hurst at tight end. Miles Sanders on defense. He got Burns and Cruz. So there's a lot of talent here and also the infrastructure with the coaching staff. Just to be the eyes for us and just put it into perspective, guys, how Bryce looks because a lot of there was a lot of weight there, but now you get to watch him handle himself, and he is kind of a bigger than life uh, persona, at least on the field. So when Mark, when you watch him practice, when you watch him interact with his teammates, finish your thought on Bryce Young and, and every, all the focus there was on his size. I always thought that as far as scouting players that you can't teach leadership, you can't teach that, and that's what Bryce Young has, and what that's what he's always had is as soon as he steps in a room, as soon as he steps on the field people gravitate towards him. You don't have to be loud. You don't have to be boisterous. You don't have to act. You just are. And his presence leads everyone and brings everyone's level up around him. So that's what Bryce Young has exuded. And I got the Panthers winning this division because Bryce Young's going to be a star right away. There you go. Cue it up in a couple of weeks if the Panthers are late. Mark Mark Ross just throwing it down right now. Panthers are going to win the division. By the way, I was in steamy Jacksonville, steamy Tampa yesterday, straight here. We're on the campus of Wofford. It's beautiful, guys. I'm going to be looking for some property here in Spartanburg. So I'll take the temperature. We got hydrangeas <laughs> behind time. us. It's a, it's yep. it's lovely here. That's Sarah, you are absolutely glowing. Mark, we love your take. We're going to clip it off and play it in a couple weeks when we have to make our predictions for the division. All good. Uh, that is what Mark Ross and Sarah see from Panthers camp, as you mentioned, on the campus of Wofford uh, as Bryce Young moves forward as QB1 in Carolina. Dante, uh, you've probably watched him in college. You oh, watched yeah. him through the combine process, the draft. 
your expectations for I'm, I'm on board with Mark Ross. Yeah. I, I feel the same. I think this kid is going to be a star right away. Um, I actually had the chance to meet him right after he was drafted. And as Mark alluded to, his presence, you felt it. You felt leadership. He was an humble kid, took time to talk to me. I just feel like this kid is going to succeed right away. And one other thing, he said something that he confirmed for me. Mm -hmm. I think it matters where you play, especially at the quarterback position. I look at a guy like C.J. Stroud coming out of the, uh, the Pac-10. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm just like, ah, you, you have a couple of games on that schedule yeah. that are tough, but in the SEC, Every week is tough, and I think that's going to bode well for him being able, uh, having to start right away at, as an NFL quarterback. He sees NFL-caliber guys every single day, every single week. Yep. Yeah, he's going to be fun to watch, and for them, this division is kind of up for grabs. We always say it, and the Carolina Panthers have a chance because of that. I think as a rookie quarterback, I don't think he's coming out the gates and just going to be on top of his game. I do think for all of those guys, it's a different game when you get to the pros. It's going to take a little while. I don't see him just coming in there and being ablaze from jump, but we shall see. The Panthers, I think, have some decent weapons at receiver, but I don't think there's world beaters on the outside where Bryce Young mm -hmm. just gets in there. The one thing, when you're in the SEC, you're out of Alabama, there are weapons and there's a, a first-round draft pick of plenty on the front line. The Panthers are talented, but he's not walking into an Alabama roster amongst sure. the entire NFL. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.